Hi, I'm Madri. And I'm Jack. And this is Crossing the Line. Hello, everyone. How are we? This episode will be a little different because Jack can record. So you guys will have to bear with me for the next 40 to 50 minutes. So, yeah, it's going to be a little different. I'm going to miss my my buddy, you know, but we got to do what we got to do, right? This episode, I'm going to talk about Silverstone and um, Sword about Elstring Grand Prix. And you guys will understand why, because obviously, I will explain about it. So, before we start talking about Silverstone, I feel like I need to address the Nelson Piquet incident. Not only because I'm Brazilian, I'm a native Portuguese speaker, because... You know, I had to read a lot of, oh, things were lost in translation, which they weren't, by the way. So, yeah. I... You know that that feeling you were expecting, but you're still disappointed because that's how I felt, you know. It's not recent down Nelson Piquet is a problematic man. He says a lot of problematic things. He had no problem to try to take Senna out of a closet that he made up in his head. And um, even after his death, he's still running his mouth about a Yurton sexuality. And um, I don't even need to say how horrible and awful that is. But what happened with Luis was like cherry on top, you know, the last um, drop in a glass full of water, but the water is really, I don't know, I don't even know what to, what to finish this expression. So, yeah, there there weren't things lost in translation. He meant what he said, and what he said was extremely racist, which was the N-word in Portuguese. As a native Portuguese speaker, there is a lot of ways to refer someone as that guy, and that one isn't one of them. If you're not a racist person, that expression isn't a way to say this guy, you know, it's literally a cicada, but you know. You you defend yourself in the best way you can, which he didn't, you know, and whatever he said doesn't matter because we know that he will continue to be this shitty person. I didn't want to put him like that, but I think it's the only way to level him because the thing is, my mom, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but here I am, she watched Formula One. Until Senna died. She was a Senna girly. And she always told me. Like when I started watching Formula 1. And understand Formula 1. That Nelson Piquet. Was always like that. My mom. If she had like a Twitter. Or any type of social media. She would have like hashtag NTBK. I, I can see her going that. And she always told me about how. He was always. Um, arrogant and you know I grew up knowing that and well it's a shame 
really, because he's part of Formula One, Brazilian history in Formula One, but unfortunately he doesn't know how to, I don't know, be decent? Yeah, be decent. So it's really, it's really saddening to know that. So yeah, I think you guys already know, but we condemn that sort of behavior. Um, and yeah, this podcast is made by two queer creators and there is no space for any type of racism or homophobia, sexism, anything, anything that goes against any, you know, minority or any people that are marginalized isn't welcome here. And we, I know I already tweeted a few things at our Twitter profile, which is at CrossingPod, both on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow and interact with us there. I promise we're cool. And we're going to answer you, you know. And yeah, no space for that in any platform or anything. So let's go to Silverstone. Let's talk about racing. That's why we're here for. So Silverstone, I, I have to say that this was the most exciting race in the season so far. I... I was at the edge of my bed watching and I turned F1 TV on and it, the, the first lap accident, accident just happened and I was like, what is going on? And then we were kind of dark for a while because, you know, I kudos to Formula One for not showing the crash without being sure that the drivers were okay and safe and getting to the hospital but those minutes of not knowing what the hell happened were awful thrilling and not good at all for my anxiety <laughs> i must say um so the first lab incident started after um what I call to my friends a silly contact because that was really silly like Gasly was trying to overtake both Zoo and George through the middle of them and then he contacted George and then George like spin towards Zoo and then everything happened and Zoo went over the tire barrier that was I don't remember being there was only like two times that I was that scared on Romain's crash and Jules crash like I know it's kind of morbid but every time a big crash happens I always remember of Jules and how back then we didn't had hollow we didn't had any type of security device that we have right now and if you disagree with halo you're like oh it makes the car ugly go rot because that literally saved Zoo's life and so many other drivers' life. It's unimaginable to be in Formula One and um, right now without without Halo. Incredible, incredible. And um, one of the best scenes that I've seen on this Grand Prix was George just 
getting out of his car, running towards the barrier to see if Zoo was okay. Like, girl boss of the universe. Not even of the week, but of the universe. That was amazing. I was really um, down horribly when George did that. Like, kudos to you. That's truly, you know, empathy. You know, decent human being. I was I was relieved to see that there are still guys that are out there truly worried about each other's safety, security, life's integrity, and all of that. And also in this accident, Zoo, of course, went to the hospital. And also Alex Albon was involved in another accident because there was like a domino effect. And Albon also had to be taken to the hospital. He was okay. Both of them were awake. Visibly shaken, of course. Your car just flew through the tire barrier. Like, how could you not be shaken? And um, we had uh, a red flag for 45 minutes. And then the race restarted. At the restart, Sons, who was... Um, pole, but then he lost the lead to the race to Verstappen. He took the lead away from Verstappen, and Checo and Charles were battling for P3. And that caused a little accident. Just little, just little, nothing major, like with what happened with Zoo. And that damaged Checo's front wing. And then behind them, there was. A fight between Lando and Luis for P4. You know. And with the damage, Checo dropped from P3 to P16. And that was a lot. That That's how fast everyone were in, um, in the race. You know. And then in the back of the grid... Both of Autaudis clashed. I don't know how that happened. You know, it says that Yuki lost control of the back of his car, which made both him and Gasly spin outside of the track. This caused Gasly DNF and a five seconds penalty for Yuki. I had no idea. I, I was watching, I was still shocked with the crash and then i just saw the alpha tower spinning and i was like what what is going on girls please stop stop fighting too many emotions in a race for you guys to start spinning don't spin no just race normally please don't scare us like that anymore and um, around lap 12, something happened. Verstappen slowed down and lost rhythm. And Red Bull confirmed that his car had bodywork damage. I think they didn't listen enough to Megan Thee Stallion body. You know, if they did, maybe they wouldn't have damage, you know, body, yaddy, yaddy whatever <laughs> it's really weird being funny without jack you know his laughs stimulate me to be funnier 
but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be my lively self, a very funny self because I know I'm funny, you know. And that caused Max to jump to P6, and that was really funny because the battle for P5 to P1 was so much more interesting because we knew those guys would fight and none of them would shove each other out of the the track. And Louis said that after the race. He said that um, the fight with Charles was clean and that they were battling for positions at Corpse. If you guys don't remember, that was the turn that um, happened the awful accident that changed the course of last season trigger warning corpse turn yeah and then he was like cheeky and I was like I see you you're being shady do I have to bring my Rupo shade sound you know the one who's a rattlesnake like I don't know I don't know if you guys know that. I don't know if you guys are in the universe of RuPaul. I am. I know I am. Like, very stereotypical of me. Oh, you're queer and you watch the RuPaul. Yes. And I love it. I know that every season, RuPaul gives the queens the same challenges every single time at every single episode. Like episode 7 is Natch Game. Still exciting. Still love to watch. Still love to see whatever that bald queen is gonna do. And I'm not talking about... You know. I forgot her name. But whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying to remember the name. Let me Google. What is me without saying... The most random. Sasha Valor. Sasha Valor. I, fun fact, when I watched her season, I was in love with Shea Coulee. I love Shay. Like, her off-screen interview when Valentina did not know the words to Greedy. She was like, she did not know the words. Iconic. I was already falling in love with her. For her personality and everything. I love her. I still follow her. And I'm calling her because her pronouns are literally she, they. So, yeah. Her. And um, they were amazing. And she made a duo with Sasha Valor. Which I literally had a crush on her. Both in and outside of drag. I was like, what is going on? It, it, is this truly the, the bisexual experience? You know? Like... Ah! Anyway. Identity Crisis when I watched RuPaul Season 9. Because of Sasha Valor. But anyway. Louis was shady. He was shady. And he was like... Yeah, it was fun. And we were both on corpse and no one tried to push each other out of the track. And I was like, word, speak, speak, Basti. You can and you should.
and he will, because no one can stop him. And then the race battle was between the Ferraris for like who was going to win. And um, Charles came to the radio and said that Carlos Pace was fucking up his race. I mean, my one of my besties, Maddie, she's Tiffany, and she was like revolted by this. She was like, what I'm about to say, you know. And Lewis had increased his pace with the battle and like Carlos' pace, fucking up Charles' race by the words of Charles. And he was getting closer to Charles at every single lap. He, w he like, Charles couldn't keep the gap to Lewis. And he said it was because of Carlos' pace you know and um after their pits louis was the leader of the race and that's what i liked about Silverstone. at for 10 laps to go you had no idea who would win the race you didn't know if it's gonna be louis you didn't know if it's gonna be carlos charles checo you just didn't you were like okay okay you're gonna win. No, 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 you're not gonna win. You're gonna win. It was like that Oprah. You are winning the race. You are winning. You know, it was like that. The lead was changing a lot. And I think that's what made it so interesting and so exciting to watch. Because the other races were snoozers. Besides, you know, Bahrain. That was an exciting one as well. But nothing matched Silverstone. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, leading the race, Lewis had an 18 seconds gap to Charles, who was now P2. But then, Lewis had a slow pit stop. Mercedes. Sweetie, if your driver is leading the race with 18 seconds gap, don't do a little slow pit stop. Just don't. Just a. Uh, I know you guys know this. It's literally your job. Just a reminder, you know. Don't don't do a slow pit stop. It can fuck him up. You know. And um, he came behind both Ferraris. And then I think that's where Maddie started to get pissed off. Because Carlos came to the radio and said that Charles wasn't as fast as he was. He said, I'm faster than Charles. But Ferrari said, no, no, no. We were staying behind him. And what did Carlos did? He did not obey Ferrari because he overtook Charles. Overtook Charles, took the lead of the race. He said, now my problem, I am here to what? Win. I am here to win this race. You know, and I don't care. This is mine. No one's going to take this from me. 
I appreciate that, but Ferrari are mad. Because one, Charles is the one driver that has real chances of winning the championship. I would think it would be so funny if Charles didn't win, if Max didn't win, it was like, I don't know, George. That would be amazing, you know. Or even Lewis. I have a theory that Lewis would still win this championship, get his eighth title on his bag, and live happily ever after. Period. But you know, reality pulls me back and I'm like, okay, this may happen, this may not. But a girl, gender neutral, can dream, you know, and I'm dreaming. So Carlos also dreamt about winning, and that's what he did. He got his maiden win. I don't know, like seven seasons after he got into Formula 1, Carlos Sanz has his first win at Silverstone. Congratulations, Carlos. You did that. You did that. And at the last laps, not only this happened... But to put the cherry on top to say Silverstone was that bitch. There was an impressive move in position battles between Charles Checo and Luis. Like Charles and Checo were battling for P2. And then Lewis was like, excuse me girls, I want to go through. And, like, he was, he overtook both of them in one single move. He's the GOAT. I, I, I remember looking at my iPad and I was shocked. I was like, Luis, you did that. I'm not saying it's only because he's now an honorary Brazilian citizen, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, there is a saying that was really popular in a World Cup or whatever after we won the fifth championship that we are Brazilians and we never give up. And that is actually truth. We never give up. Things are shitty. Yeah, but I know they will get better. So I will try until I get it. And that's exactly what Luis did. Took P2, and then later, Checo overtook him, but still. And this was Mercedes' third podium, second podium in three races, because he would also get a podium at Austria. And that was what happened at Silverstone. And the funniest thing is, Verstappen almost got overtaken by Mick Schumacher in a Haas at the last lap. But the funniest thing is, to defend his position, Max had to like keep thrashing around and almost took Mick out of the track limits because you know that's the Verstappen special. That's all he knows what to do. To throw temper tantrums on the radio. Make his engineer's life miserable and throw people out of the track limits. You know? 
And with the amazing recovery that he had, Checo was crowned the driver of the day. I really think they should go to Lewis because he was amazing during the race. Like people were counting him out and he said, don't count me out. And I love that for him. But I elected, I took the liberty to elect George as the girl boss of the week. Because that was amazing. I love what he did. And I, you really see that it's not like for clout. Not to get his name on trending topics. He does that because he truly cares. You know. So congratulations, George. You rented a space up in my heart after this. And now we go to the problem. Because what is a crossing the line episode without me renting about stuff? This time it will be about Daniel because I will literally release an episode only talking about this. Because there was a, an article that tickled me to do it. So yeah, I'm gonna do it. Um, Austria. Here's the thing about Austria. I don't like the circuit. Never did. Not even when I was a Red Bull fan. Never did. I think it's extremely boring. And we had an exasperated because I am fed up just fed up there was a few um incidents that happened during the weekend towards fans they were disgusting like it's known between the the fans that in some circuits women suffer some type of verbal harassment or literally physical harassment but this one took the took over the social medias as it should by the way i i think that whoever disturbs people and are extremely assholes because that's what these people are assholes let's talk plain and clear english assholes um some fans were verbally abused Basically by the Orange Army and some other Red Bull fans. They were not only verbally abusing, but yelling racial slurs, singing disgusting songs, and throwing around homophobic slurs as well. It's a combo, you know. If you're also racist, you can also be homophobic, and that's exactly what they did. And... Um, Austin Martin decided to invite two fans that suffered that abuse to watch the race in, the in their facilities. I hope the people who said that are, you know, taken accountable for what they did. Because it's unacceptable. We are in the year of our Jesus Christ and Lord 2022 and we still have to read this shit. You know, it's what makes me... Be full of Formula One shit. You know, to see that anyone who isn't a wise straight guy isn't respected. Inside the teens, in the grandstands, is disgusting, is disheartening, 
and makes me wonder why am I still watching the sport? Yes, it gives me adrenaline, it gives me happiness sometimes, but why am I still sticking around? And I really hope that, as Louis said in his tweets about the whole Nelson Piquet situation, it, it's time to just stop talking and take actions. Actions need to be taken. And not only, oh, yeah, you are not going to the... You can't go anymore. Like, NBA did that with a Mavs fan that was like, touching some other player's family while they were in the crowd but i don't know formula one has this forever it is known that in brazil many fans read that as women suffered like they were harassed they were touched inappropriately touched if you know what i mean sexually harassed by the way, because if you don't want people to touch you in that way, sexually harassed. And that is disgusting. Because I am going to Interlagos this year. I'm going with my other two friends who happen to be queer women as well. And I'm like, am I going to be safe? Am I and my friends going to be protected while we watch something that we enjoy? You know, I... <sighs> Like, last year it didn't hurt anything, and then I had other friends who went there, and they were chill. But, I don't know. It makes me lose hope, you know. Formula One released a statement saying they are investigating this, but you know. And then I saw on Twitter that a fan said that while she was in a grandstand, a Verstappen fan left her her dress. Even though she protested him not to do that. And he said that Louis fans doesn't deserve respect. Not all men, but it's always a man, you know. It's really hard to <laughs> not fit in in a pattern. That is white guy. Why straight guy? Because there was also homophobic stars being thrown around. And I'm full of reading this sort of stuff, you know? I'm full of knowing that this happens and no one seems to do anything. Like, there was a movement now, but what about all the other years that this stuff happened? That people came to the social media and talked about it and didn't have a, a boom. And it still happened. It's disgusting, it's disheartening, and um, it pisses me off, because if you're not a straight white guy, or a fan of a certain team, and or driver, watching the race, you don't have peace at the grandstands. The guy left in the dress and said Lewis Smith doesn't reserve respect proves that. Like, what the fuck? That's not cool. And um, I saw that some drivers talked about it. Like, obviously, Daniel, um, Seb, Seb said that those fans deserve a live ban. And I agree. I totally agree. Sometimes we have to go to extreme means. And I 100% agree with Seb. Louis also talked about, Toto said that those fans are brainless. 
and they should fuck off from the sport. And I agree, but I'm done. I am done. And I saw that Max was like, oh yeah, um, they, they, they drink, you know, alcoholic beers. I don't, drinks, whatever. That is not, uh, that doesn't justify it. Like, I don't fucking care if the guy drank a gallon of whiskey or whatever drink he chose to. This is not a reason for you to harass people. It's no explanation. It's not like, oh, I hate you because you're a bitch. No. 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 Like, I didn't expect anything good coming from Verstappen, which I never do. Because I know he's gonna talk some shit. Because that's basically what he does. But, oh my god. It's disgusting. Disgusting. It made me so mad. And I was already not interested in watching. I did not watch the race. Just know that Mick had driver of the day. Charles Verstappen and Hamilton took the podium. But no one is the girl boss in this. No one. Absolutely no one. And I was so mad over what happened that I couldn't even do the script. I couldn't even read the race report because it was mad and I know there was a big accident with Carlos. Thank God he got out of the car safe because the car was literally on fire but yeah that's all I'm gonna talk about Austria. So after my big rant we go to news. FIA released a statement confirming that Michael Mazzi has decided to leave the FIA and relocate to Australia to be closer to his family and take on new challenges. I hope that handing championships to other drivers isn't one of them. And honestly, after all the shit he did, the shit that the damage already caused, you know? But a human error championship still a human error championship there's still a big asterisk near it but my man my brother in christ you should be ashamed like truly ashamed but anyway hashtag the evil is defeated you know have a good life in australia michael mazi and never return to the sport again so, that was it for the weekends, you know. Also, one thing that I loved, like Silverstone marked two things. One of them is the first anniversary of crossing the line. We started one year ago after Jack went to Silverstone to see the race live. And we were just getting started we're still going and I hope that we do a lot of more anniversaries for the podcast is literally my happy place you know to come here and talk about what I love and bitch about whatever I want to bitch because you guys know I'm a very opinionated person so yeah and the second thing is it was the last week of Pride Month and 
We had Chekhov's dad, Sr. Antonio, at the London Pride. He was not only wearing a crown, he was waving the Progress Pride flag and the non-binary flag. He is the honorary girl boss because I love him. He is so cool. He took a picture with Lula. He's with the gays. You know, he's a gay rights. Oh, I love him. He's just a funky dude having a good time. Going to Pride. And being overall awesome. I love him. And I loved how he was like cuddle up with um Louis' dad, who's also Anthony, Antonio Anthony. I I love it. And then Louis posted a photo of like Checo's dad kissing his dad's cheek. I I loved it. It was so hard heartfelt. I love that. I love how how positive he is, you know? I love Sr. Antonio so much. I love him. He's an icon. And he is the moment. Always been. Always been. I love Sr. Antonio. Sr. Antonio, if you're listening to this, te quiero. And that's it. Following our usual procedure, crossing racks. I have been dived in for the last few weeks. And the Hunger Games. Both the books and the movies. But since Jack already recommended a few weeks ago. Um, I'm going to recommend the book that I started reading called One of Us is Lying. I'm reading the Portuguese edition because I literally bought it, this book, for a while now. So I decided to read because I love mysteries and everything. And um, I, I would recommend a podcast that I'm listening by one of my favorite journalists of all time called Chico Felici. He's Brazilian. He's amazing. I love him so much. It's in Portuguese. The podcast is called A Mulher da Casa Abandonada, which is like the abandoned house lady, the lady from the abandoned house, and the plot twists, and the way he found this history, the way he... F Chico Felici, your mind... I love him since he wrote um, an article about a São Paulo's personality. Um, he's amazing, and the way he tells stories, the way he... Amazing. If you understand Portuguese, or if you want to start learning Portuguese and want to train... A Mulher da Casa Abandonada. Amazing. Love the podcast. I'm obsessed. The last episode comes out this Wednesday. And I can't wait to get there. I'm literally obsessed. I talked about it with friends that listen. Amazing. Iconic, unique, never the same, over the top. I love Chico Felici. He has a Dallas Mavericks shirt. A Dirk Nowitzki shirt. He's from the same star sign as I am. He's an Arius and he's a journalist. We are... I love him. We're soulmates. 
I love him. Even though he's a gay guy, we're soulmates. I love him. I will tag him. I hope he sees it. Chico Felici, I love you. I love you. Your mind is amazing. And that's how I finish the episode with two recommendations. Just like your last episode, you know. So yeah, you can follow us on our social medias. Crossing Pod at Instagram and Twitter. You can mail us. You can go to our website, crossingtheline.com.br. And I see you in the next episode. Bye!